Welcome back. Welcome back to the Cross Section Podcast. My name is David. My name is Sterling. And we are here to talk about movies. We are both Christians and we love movies, but we don't necessarily <laughs> love Christian movies. Um, we, uh, we love movies that challenge us. We love movies that are that can be considered art up for debate. And that is why we are, uh, we are doing this podcast to kind of be able to talk from a Christian standpoint, why we love movies, how they can relate to our faith and how they can challenge our faith. And that's definitely the movie that we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that we our our thing is that we are Christians and we don't necessarily like Christian movies. And this is a Christian movie, but it's, Almost, yeah. So the movie we're going to be talking about today is called Silence. It's about um, Portuguese missionaries that go to Japan to rescue their mentor. Uh, Liam Neeson plays the mentor, and and Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver play the missionaries. Um, and so this movie is just about their journey to Japan, and they encounter Christians in Japan that are under persecution. Yeah, I think this, and another thing about this movie is it is nearly three hours long. It's something that you definitely want to be prepared for. I uh, I think, I, I mean, once again, just like the previous movie we did, Prisoners, this movie is uh, a masterclass in acting. Um, they are just, they are just fully immersed into their characters. You know, you believe the, um, the sacred rites that they are doing, the prayers that they are praying, the uh, the way that they're thinking through these uh, issues and problems and, and how to deal with persecution, it, it is very much the way, you know, I would minister to people. These priests are going through heavy amounts of persecution. The government is outlawed Christianity in the country of Japan. And so if you are found to be a Christian, they will um, put you in jail or execute you. Um, and that is just the from the very beginning of the movement in Christianity. There's always been persecution in that way, um, whether it comes from the government or it comes from other people. Um, if you have faith in God, um, there will be an opposition to it. And so um, I think this movie is very... It isn't very clear about what its true message is yeah. about Christianity, about missionary work. It kind of leaves you to have your own feelings about it. I think both Christians and atheists and any type of religion can watch this movie and get something out of it. Um, it's not, and I think, you know, to talk about what we were talking about before of why we don't like Christian movies, I think it's the mainly the saccharine, easy to digest sweet, my faith is the best, you know, message where you go into the movie as a Christian and you leave the movie happy as a Christian. Mm -hmm. It's, that's not necessarily why I watch a movie. I want to leave a movie like I'm leaving a sermon. Encouraged, challenged, motivated, inspired, all of those things um, so that I can actually deepen my convictions rather than just give myself a pat on the back yeah, for picking yeah. the right side. It's like you sometimes you watch a movie because you're like familiar with it, and then you are 
watching it and you're like, wait, 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 wait. This is, this is not how I, I want this to go, you know? So the first thing that I want to uh, talk about is there's a scene where the two fathers, the two padres, Francisco and Rodriguez, they meet up with this Japanese man and they're introduced to him and he is, he is drunk and he is very, he's very disheveled to say the least. And he's um, smelly. Smelly, yeah. And they part ways and Rodriguez, he recites this verse. It is Mark sixteen fifteen, and it says, Go ye into the whole world and preach the gospel to every living creature, even to one such as this. It's, I, think, I think it's what missionary work is all about, to be honest. Like, if you had to condense all of the ideas and the reasoning behind missionary work, it's, it would be this verse. You know, they, and this is what they're doing, too. They're going out, they're going to Japan, not only to rescue their mentor, but to spread the good word um, to every living creature. And the last part, even to one such as this, like this, this man who, okay, by the way, his name is Kijichiro. Kind of a mouthful. He's very, like I said, he's very um, uh, sloppy and um, he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and and I think you bring up a great point: is go ye into the whole world and preach God to every living creature. I think um, that is, like you said, it's the heart of missionary work, and I think the heart of missionary work gets challenged in this movie. Um, we'll, we'll get into those scenes later. But it's the idea of it, the heart behind it. If you go into missionary work with the right heart, then you're going to see how God can have an impact on every living creature. Um, mm -hmm. Even one such as Kichichiro, who throughout the course of this movie goes through many different swings of loyalty, emotion, faith. Um, it is just all over the place. But you feel for this guy because you know we could be that same way with our faith. Mm -hmm. We just need someone to be patient with us. And so the patience of missionary work is challenged in this movie. Um, you want to go in and you want to see instant results. Um, but true missionary work, you're packing your bags and you're, you're setting up a tent there. You're setting up camp. Um, you're not just in there for six months or three months and then leaving. You know, mm -hmm. taking some good pics yeah, take, for the Instagram. Time. You you <laughs> want to you want to stay there, and you have to go in with the right heart, and mm -hmm. and and if and if it's the wrong heart, if the heart is, I'm going to go in and I'm going to save everybody because I'm a super Christian that's going to save the whole world. That's not that's really the role of a mm -hmm. Christian in the first place. So. But if it's the mindset of Jesus, which is, I'm going to go, I'm going to heal, I'm going to preach, I'm going to teach, I'm going to... You're going to be patient also. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to, you know, I'm going, I, I, I'm going to do all the things that I can to take care of someone. Um, that is, that is the, the love of Christ. That's the, the heart of Christ. So I, 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 I think it's... You, you get right off the bat, you know, Garupe is trying to be, is trying to be realistic. Father, uh, Father Rodriguez is kind of trying to be faithful. 
and you immediately see it. It immediately gets tested, and you start to see kind of Garupe uh, get a little bit like, oh, this isn't what I was expecting. Um, his demeanor is very calm. Demeanor is very trusting. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. Throw some scripture in there. And that's sort of their first kind of interaction. And so I think it's a great um, introduction into the theme of missionary work. That leads into kind of the next thing I wanted to address, which is the, the relationship that they start to build with the villagers, um, the elders, the people who are, have been entrusted with the, the idea of uh, praying, the idea of baptizing. And, and, and it's just, you can see instantly the effect that it has on the Padres that, oh, this is important work that we're doing. They haven't taken communion. They haven't been, they haven't done their confessions. They haven't done their prayers. Like this is a very uh, rare thing that they, that we get to do with them. And the way that it lifts them up, the way that it encourages them, both the people, the villagers and the, the Padres, they, they're very much overall encouraged. Um, there's a little bit of challenges not being able to understand exactly what they're confessing, making them confess again. It's, um, and it's just, it's just a relatable moment for me being a minister and not having the best reaction for when someone comes to you with some serious stuff. I know that I've regretted many times having the reaction that I had to someone who was trying to convey serious information. I just, I just didn't have the best reaction. I wish I could have taken it back. I wish I could have listened mm-hmm. a little bit better. And so I just love the relationship dynamic between the villagers and the Padres. Um, it's just very real. So yeah, um, the uh, next scene that I want to talk about here is when um, Father Rodriguez is in prison and he is brought before this uh, panel of samurai. And uh, one of the samurai says, the buds of Christianity die in the rocky soil of Japan. And uh, this is, this is he's, he's basically talking about the parable of the sower in the Bible, which is interesting. The Japanese, they have heard this from other missionaries, so they retain some knowledge of Christianity. And the parable of the sower basically is um, the sower, he's, he's throwing seeds, and some of these seeds, they land on the path where there's, where there's no soil. And uh, the birds come and they take them away. Um, other seeds fall in the rocky ground where there's not much soil, but they spring up. They grow quickly, but they, they, they don't have any roots. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them, and it yielded no grain. And yet other, other seeds fell in the good soil, and they, they grew strong roots, and they grew up nice and tall. And they produce a lot of a lot of crops, a lot of grain, and this is it's like this analogy is it's like it's like also it's missionary work, but it's also like um, preaching the gospel to different types of people. Like you can preach to a crowd of people, and not everyone is going to receive it the same way. There are some people that will be like the path, some people will be like the rocky soil, but then yet yeah, with others, it's it's good soil and it takes like strong roots, and it produces a lot of good crops. 
and it, it lasts. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think this is a great parable to, to bring up. Uh, Jesus was, was, was talking about the soil being the condition of our heart, the seeds being the word of God, and depending on how you receive it or on how the condition of your heart is, which sometimes can't be, can't, not really necessarily under our control. Sometimes our hearts are just hard. Sometimes mm-hmm. we harden them because we don't. We, we want to prevent being hurt and we want to, we want to protect ourselves. Um, but sometimes it's just the stage of life that we're in. You know, you think about the thorny soil where it grows up and it's good. It's good soil, but the thorns choke the word mm-hmm. of God, yeah. whether it's the worries of this life, the greed, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever might be harrowing you at the time prevents the, the, the word from doing its work. But their ultimate argument is that whatever seed you use, Christianity will not grow here. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, and, and Father Rodriguez um, has a very good response to that, saying, no, it's not the soil's problem. You've poisoned the soil. You've killed Christians. It was flourishing here. There were many Christians. It did take root. You destroyed the plant. Um, and, and it's a very good comeback for him, but you immediately then see that... Um, that man, it's just um, Roger Rodriguez's pride then gets right in the way because he's just like, hey, you guys should give me a challenge here. Take me to yeah, the Inquisitor. And the Inquisitor is sitting right there and he gets a little bit of humble pie because they start laughing at him. And it just, them laughing at him, him realizing that he probably overstepped his bounds there, he was disrespectful, it kind of once again reveals Rodriguez's potential heart that he has inside of him that... He wants to go in there. He wants to win. He mm-hmm. wants to prove, you know, the Japanese are corrupt and that Christianity is the best. But once again, just the heart of a missionary should not be to win and to not be to over-dominate the culture um, because it very much is they're bringing their culture and they're bringing their ideals and they're bringing their version of Christianity to a foreign world. And it just never really crosses over. Um, and so everything is an imitation of what they do. They, they, they know, they know about confession. They know about prayer. They know about communion, but it's the Portuguese way of doing it. They even learn Portuguese, um, because the Portuguese are unwilling to learn Japanese. Mm. Um, and I think that that's a big theme in the movie is that the cynical way you can view missionary work is that these people are only here for one thing. They're not here to learn about Japanese culture. They're not here to learn the language or people or anything. They're here to convince you that Christianity is the best. You should follow Christianity. But they forget how they were converted, how they were spoken to as a real person, as their heart, as their, you know, and that's why the, 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 the tree flourished. That's why it turned into good soil, because they were making an appeal to their heart, not just saying the, the scriptures, saying the meaning behind it, trying to convince them. That's never how anyone's ever converted. And so this is just an, just an incredible interaction here, because you get, you get to see how smart the Japanese people are, how much time they've dedicated to learning the language, to learning the culture, to learning the religion, obviously to refute it, but mm, yeah, it's but, much more work than any of the Portuguese have done. Yeah, the Portuguese are there for, yeah, like you said, they're, they're there for only one reason, but the Japanese are 
they're at least willing to to learn about it and then they can discern for themselves if like it's something that they want to uh believe or yeah not. um so yeah uh the this uh this next thing that um i thought was interesting was where um the inquisitor um it's like this this old japanese man who is on who is part of the samurai that he was talking to initially um uh rodriguez he sits down he has a conversation with him and the inquisitor this old man he says um he tells him a story about this this man who had four concubines um and these these four women they're always fighting amongst themselves and then the the man ended up just kicking them out of his of his house and then and then, and then at that point he found peace and the man is like japan and these four concubines are England, Portugal, France, and Holland. The four countries that are fighting for control of Japan. Like, they're trying to convert Japan to their respective religions. Um, and Japan just kicks them all out. Japan doesn't uh, recognize any of the religions. It doesn't accept any of them. And just drives them all out. And then, then it, uh, Japan finds peace. Um, and he also, he also follows this up with... Um, how some men are plagued by the persistent love of an ugly woman, um, where, um, and then, and then, and then Rodriguez is like, is that what missionary work is to you? The persistent love of, of an ugly woman? And, and the old man is like, well, yeah, that's exactly what it's like, because he's, he's basically saying that, like, he's not attracted to the idea of Christianity, um, it's not something that he is interested in, but yet it still pursues him. And he's, he just, he just wants, he just wants to be left alone. And I think that's very interesting, uh, because it's, it's not like they're, no, it is, it is like this, where they're trying to, um, like they're trying so hard to, to convert the Japanese to their faith without trying to get to know, like, like you said earlier, they're not trying to get to know the culture. They're just trying to impress their ways and impress their faith onto these people. Um, but it's just, it's not working out. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. And it's, and, it's, and it's such a good, you know, and once again, it's such a good twist because I think Rodriguez felt like he was going to be the smartest person in the room the entire way through. Mm -hmm. He was going to be the most spiritual. He was going to be the most, the most clever. You know, he's just getting... He's just getting mentally, intellectually just smacked by these people because mm -hmm. they're just so smart. Um, they know how the mind works. They know the spirit of a man. Um, you know, the interpreter at one point says these, these Portugal, Portugal priests are all the same. They'll eventually fall. They'll all eventually break. We know, mm -hmm. we know exactly how to make them fall. Um, because they, they know the spirit of a man and they know the nature of a man. It can't be changed. Mountains and rivers, you know, can change, but they can't change the spirit of a man. It, they, that was one of their sayings. And it is very wise. And so when you hear this parable and it's just a perfect representation of what's happening, you got the French, you got the Portuguese, you got the Dutch, you know, you got, you got the English, you or British, you know, you got these people vying for these people's attention. Um, mm, okay. And so it's just, it's insane to me because 
once again, they all should be working together. Um, yeah, yeah, you'd think so, but it's just they're all fighting for favor in Japan. And they're all fighting for trading. <laughs> like they, they want to establish trade routes with them, um, which is another underhanded part of missionary work that I think is just slimy if you're trying to be, you're, you're parading around as missionaries, but you're really trying to establish trade routes. It's, I mean, yeah. it's just the, the harsh reality of the time. And so I think, you know, you've got this vying for attention here. And Rodriguez has another excellent opportunity to say, you know, we're not trying to convert you to our culture. We're trying to convert you to God, a belief in God, a belief in Christ. And he doesn't do that. He, he continues to fall back on the church, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of the dogma that Rodriguez has the, the harsh dogma that he has that he, he is only, he can, he's only trained in one way, and that is to convert people to the church, convert people by sacred rites, um, um, confession, um, belief, you know, I can help you, I'm a priest, all this stuff. It, he, he's just, it's a narrow-minded approach. Um, and it's just really getting exposed because you, you have an opportunity to convert very powerful people, people that will have a great insight into the spirit and to the heart of a man. But because of your own pride, you're letting it slip through your fingers because you want it done your way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that cannot be the heart of missionary work. So. so the next scene that I wanted to bring up was when Rodriguez finally sees Father Ferreira. They finally meet his mentor. Part of the mission of why they went there was to rescue him. And he sees him as a man who is fully integrated into the Japanese culture. He has a Japanese name, a Japanese wife, um, writes, you know, uh, writes books for them, books that are critical of Christianity. And it kind of breaks um, Rodriguez's spirit a little bit. It, you get it, it's great acting. Just speaking about the movie for a second, it, it is great acting from Andrew Garfield. He is really bringing out all the emotion and the disbelief and the disgust and the and the shame and and it's just it's hard to watch because Liam Neeson is also acting in a way that he's like. I think he's he's ashamed of like that was who he used to be. He's like yeah that's. That was the old me, you know. He's, like, embarrassed. It's a very awkward interaction, but he feels for Rodriguez. He mm-hmm. understands his emotions. And the whole time, the Japanese samurai, the interpreter, are trying to get Rodriguez to apostatize, which means to give up the faith. And they keep doing it by having him, you know, putting a, an image of Christ in front of him and to tell him to step on it. Mm-hmm. And they try every way they can to get them to step on it not a big deal there's no there's just no a, problem with it formality just, just a formality just just step on it and the suffering will stop very much like satan whispering into your ear matthew 4 has a great interaction with satan of oh if you're truly the son of god do this oh if you're you're a true believer do it this, do that or whatever you, however satan tries to get us to to step off of our faith and give up our faith he'll do it um, mm-hmm. And so this is very much that, that conflict throughout the whole movie, and they do different ways of torturing them, um, which, is, which is just, it is 
very complex, yeah. very uh, very reminiscent of Roman of the Roman torture mm-hmm. during Jesus's time, and you get just the the full width of it of, of how bad it's tortured, and so I think you get a you get an insight into the in, in this scene of of where Rodriguez's heart is at of just I want to I want my mentor to be okay. But now I can't, if he's truly apostatized, I can't let that affect me. So he, you can see him re-upping his challenge, like, no, I can never apostatize. This is, this is the sign of weakness that I can't show. I just wanted to talk about that for a second because it is such a pivotal moment, pivotal moment to where now it's, <laughs> all right, your mission is over, Rodriguez. You found Ferreira, he's apostatized. What are you going to do now? You're still stuck in the same position. Yeah, and uh, you watch that, and you're like, "Well, aren't movies supposed to have happy endings?" You know, but the mo- the movie's not over. But like that 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 scene, it like, it's kind of you know, it's kind of a, a real sober punch. Yeah, kind of a so- sobering. sobering moment in the movie where you're like, "I don't I don't want to watch this anymore." But I'm 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 in too deep. I can't stop thinking. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then towards the end of the movie, he is talking. Rodriguez, Rodriguez is talking to a a man that has apostatized, um, and he is he's talking to this guy, and this man has renounced his faith, and they're sitting, and they're looking over Christian artifacts and Christian, like the the stuff that traders bring in, and like there can't be any Christian artifacts in these. In, in their luggage and their bags or anything. And as they're doing this, they're having like a, they're having just a, little, a, co- a little conversation. And this man says, only our Lord can judge your heart. And, and then Rodriguez turns to him and he's like, wait, you said our Lord. And the man is like, I, I, he basically says, I didn't say that. And so it's kind of, it kind of makes you think how, like, the movie the movie's called Silence. And there's a lot of recurring, like, there's a lot of instances or examples of silence in this movie where, like, the villagers at the beginning, they pray in silence. Um, where at, at one point in the movie, Rodriguez, he doesn't hear God's voice, and that's, like, a big uh, moment of silence where he's, he's praying and he doesn't hear God. Um, and at the end, where... There's there's these people that were believers and then they apostatized, but it, just, it gives you the impression that these people that have apostatized, some of them maybe have done it, maybe are, are like truly have renounced their faith, but others are praying in silence. Like they're not outwardly recognizing like Christianity and stuff, but inside they're still praying, you know, in silence. And that's like that's like a, a big thing at the, at the end of the movie where you're just left wondering how um, like the outward appearance is deceiving. Like what was that? Yeah. Um, verse that you were gonna bring up? Yeah, because because I think this is the crux the crux of the movie the 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 theme of it that I take away from it the theme that I would use to preach a sermon if I was to use this movie to help preach a sermon because I think this movie is somewhat of a sermon whoever it's coming from whatever voice it's coming from, I feel like it is something that can preach because the whole thing of the movie, Rodriguez can't wants to know Father Ferreira's heart, 
but can't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. He wants to know the villagers' hearts, but can't really understand it. He wants to know even sometimes Garupe's heart, but can't understand it because it's almost impossible to know yeah. what what is the condition of a heart. Um, he wants to know God's heart. What do you feel about what I'm doing? Am I doing something correct? He wants all the answers, um, but sometimes he's met with silence, and silence is very tough to deal with. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of a couple of scriptures. One is in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. Um, it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, and the Lord is talking about Saul, the king of the Israelites at the time, Do not consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Um, and that, I think, is just the, 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 the through line to this movie that we have to trust God um, and do the things that are after God's own heart, which at this time in 1 Samuel uh, Samuel is going to make the transition from Saul being king into David being king. Mm-hmm. And David was described as someone who was a man after God's own heart. Yeah, yeah. And so you have this, you know, man with a pure heart who, if we, if we know anything about David, he's apt to making mistakes there uh, once he does become king, just like Saul made mistakes. But constantly David is after God's heart. I want, to, I want to know God's heart. I want to do the things that are coming from God's heart. And, and the other scripture that it kind of reminds me of is in 1 John 3.18, where it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Mm. And I think Garupe and Rodriguez came to Japan with lots of words, with lots of speeches, lots of things to say. Um but they forgot to have the actions to support that and the truth to support that. They, they, they didn't come with actions of um, love and with action. They came with actions of speech and words. And uh, it's impossible to know a man's heart. Um, truly, God is the one who knows that. Even um, some of your best friends, you like you might think you know them, mm-hmm. but it's just there is a side of us that we don't even, we don't share with anybody except ourselves. And even that sometimes is not the true nature of our heart. So it's very, it's very hard to discern. Yeah. Even within yourself, you know, like uh, in this in this movie, uh, Father Rodriguez sometimes he thinks he knows what he wants. He thinks he knows what's 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 in his heart, but it's it's later revealed that it's it's something else entirely. And like his his faith is is, is questioned, and or not not questioned, tested. Another thing about the heart um, is the character of Kichichiro, which is, I mean, if that isn't an example of, I'm pretty sure I know this guy's heart based on his actions, but he keeps coming back to me time and time again, humble, ready to confess, ready to repent, has the heart, and you know, it reminds me of another scripture of just how many times should I forgive my brother? You know, Jesus, Peter asked Jesus that question. How many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, 70, 70 times, seven times. As many as it takes. If they, are, if they are repentant, you should forgive them. Man, you look at the character of 
to Chichiro and you're just like, there's no way. This guy is just a punk. This guy is, time and time again, he's letting these people down. He keeps saying he's going to that he's not going to apostatize, but he keeps doing it. But he keeps coming back faithfully. And we can't be the ones to do God's work. I think we, we, we do missionary work because we're, we want to spread God's message. We, do, we minister to people because we want to do the things God is calling us to do. But if we start to take on the responsibilities of God, judging people's hearts, judging people's thoughts, and making these assumptions, and we're you know taking revenge, you know all these things that are supposed to be gods to to deal with. That's where it gets murky. That's where it gets. Um, that's where we start to get prideful, rather than um, letting God do the work. We can call out people's actions because we see that we can yeah. see the fruit that it produces. Well, it seems like you're very angry about what you just you know what you went through. Mm-hmm. Why are you angry? I'm not judging your heart, but your actions seem very angry. You know, you can address the actions and you can address the fruit that it produces without making a judgment of like, oh, you're just an evil person. You know, uh, man, that's a that's that's a very rough judgment to make. Just based on a couple of actions, you're an evil person overall. I wouldn't want yeah. to be judged that way. And so this movie, man, it it takes you on that ride of questioning your faith but man you can't you can't you never know the condition of a person's heart mm-hmm. and you can only control yours yeah i like that you brought that up that uh the fact that you can't know someone's heart just based on their actions because actions are deceiving and actions are um like actions are like based on your experiences and your circumstances sometimes like your your faith is really tested especially in like situations like this where he's tortured, he doesn't, he, he's not eating. Yeah, and, 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 and even if we just look at um, Rodriguez's actions, it's like, oh, he's, he leaves the church in um, Portugal to go to Japan, a hostile country that's bad at Christians. Oh, that guy's awesome. That guy's great. I mean, just from that action. It's like, okay, he's, he faces persecution. He stands up for what he believes in. He administers to the people that are there. He ministers to the people that are there. He encourages them, oh my gosh, this guy's awesome. But the whole time he has this conflict in his head of, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right way of going about it? And then at the end, Rodriguez apostatizes. He steps on the face of Jesus. And if you looked at that on the outside, oh my gosh, he gave up. Yeah. What's this guy's deal? Like, he has no faith. If we're just judging by the actions, but... You know, what's going on is something much more different. You, you see it, you know, when he is about to step on the face of Jesus, you can hear the voice of Jesus in his head. Hey, it's okay. You can step on me. I, I, I'm here for your burdens. I know your pain. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful moment because you're like, oh, man, that maybe that is the voice of Jesus. That, is, that Maybe that is him communicating with, hey, it's okay. And he feels fine. Maybe that was the same voice that spoke to Father Ferreira. But, you know, you never, you never know. Mm-hmm. And so the heart of a person is, it can be deceitful. The heart of a person can be misleading. It can, and, and, and you can look at the actions and dig deep, but you have to take, you know, someone's heart um, for, for what they say, for, for how they feel. And so 
Man, we, we, we could talk about this movie for a lot longer. Um, yeah. It's three hours. There's so much more that we could go about. We barely even mentioned Father Garupe throughout this whole thing. But yeah. there, he has a whole thing that he goes through. But I think if I'm to boil it down to one thing for this sermon that we would, you know, we would create from this movie, it is let's make sure the actions that we're doing are coming from a heart that's after God's and not judging someone else's heart. Allowing God to judge the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's that's a that's a good takeaway from this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing that I want to touch on is is uh, the ending scene, like the very end end of the movie, where um, Father Rodriguez dies, and he dies of old age. Don't worry, he's seventy one years old. Yeah, he li- he lives a long life, and he um, in his in in his burial thing, I don't want to get too much into it. Um, he is um, okay. No. He's uh, he's given a Buddhist burial. He's in Japan. And he's given a very uh, traditional Buddhist burial, um, and he's in barrel barrel basically. And the last scene of the movie, it zooms in. It goes inside the barrel and it goes right into his hand, and you see the carving that Mokichi made for him, the villager, and it ends on that scene. At the end of the movie, he uh, it is he 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 steps on the face of God. He apostatized, um, and at the end, when he dies of old age, he's given a a Buddhist burial. Like the way that the Japanese would want him to. This is Rodriguez. Yes, this is Rodriguez. Um, and so he has a Japanese wife now, and he has a family in Japan. And for all intents and purposes, he has given up the faith. He doesn't recognize any form of Christianity. But on the inside, in his heart, you know, it makes you think that, like, okay, maybe he's praying in silence. Yeah, it is. It is one of those things where it, it takes you back and forth. Is this a is this a man who is faithful? Is this a man who is a coward? Is this a man who is actually still working as a missionary but in silence and in secret? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that would play out, but I know that he lived a long life and was able to touch many people. We don't see, you know, you don't see the time frame. I mean, it skips ahead almost like forty years. Um, near the end of the movie and so you see that he has a relationship still with Kichichiro and it's a a a relationship still based in Christianity and you see his wife as he's in the grave protecting, making sure that that wooden cross doesn't fall out. She protects it or she places it there And, um, and so you could see that it had an effect on his wife and so I think it is just the, I think it's the, the beautiful way of ending it, of you really don't know what's going on in a man's heart. Um, you might think you know, you might be fully confident, the Japanese were fully confident that this man was apostatized. Mm-hmm. He was tested time and time again to apostatize. And, but he still clung to something relating to his faith. So you really don't know the condition of a man. So I think it is, it is a very challenging ending because you're kind of left with not a lot of answers. Um, but I think that is where this idea of you know, critical thinking 
taking the movie into account, also taking the the speaker into account, whether it's Martin Scorsese or the writers of the movie or or just the whole thing, the whole experience in general. You just really gotta okay, what would I do in this situation? What would I? What? How would I act? I don't know, but I know that it would be terrifying. I know I would make some decisions I might not be proud of. I and and it, and would that be okay? Would God still forgive me? And yeah. so you can always come back to God. A prodigal son can always return. Um, and so, however, whatever roller coaster he went on in the later years of his life, Rodriguez held on to some faith. And so, don't look at the outward appearance of a man. Look at the condition of his heart. Yeah. Um, that's, that's all I've got. Yeah. You know? That's silence. Um, we appreciate everyone listening. We're excited to see where this will go. Um, we're going to keep, we're probably going to go in a lighter direction after this. Yeah, oh, hopefully. We're We've gonna... gotten two <laughs> power-packed punching movies, um, and hopefully we can go with a little bit of a lighthearted one next. We're going we're gonna to be reviewing an episode of Spongebob in the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> episode of Spongebob, the Lego movie. Whatever you, whatever we might just, we might just uh, commit to animated next. But yeah, yeah. Um, we definitely want to talk about things that are not always about torture or grief or yeah. Um, yeah. or persecution. And so um, we appreciate everyone listening. This is the Cross Section Podcast, and thank you so much.